0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. They have an awesome, by the way, free to play NFL schedule contest coming out this week. New week, which means new spread the word winner via social media. Just engage in any way at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. We love those of you that take advantage of any of our sponsors like Hello Fresh, or Level Select CBD, Raycon this week, and we will give the YouTube cameo-style shout-out to one of you that subscribes to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and go ahead and make a comment. If I see that comment, you get a chance to get a cameo-style shout-out for whoever you want. I am, in fact, Ross Tucker. It'd be pretty weird if I wasn't, considering the name of the show – Seven years in the NFL, and I do this three times a week in the offseason, every day during the season, 30 minutes on-demand audio, making sure you know exactly what's going on in the NFL from a player's perspective. We'll be joined momentarily by Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Really looking forward to talking with Coach Nagy. There's a couple things. I mean... For one, i w- I got a couple of high school questions about Matt I need to ask him because I remember some stories from when he grew up sort of near me and it was a year older than me, so i got to pick his brain on that. And, of course, got to ask him about Justin Fields. Got to ask him whether or not he feels like he's on the hot seat right now in Chicago. We also have the College Draft podcast coming out today where we dove into the AFC East. I feel like people don't take enough time to actually go through these teams' drafts. Emery, I can tell you right now, loved the Jets' draft. Loved it. So looking forward to hearing what he has to say about the AFC East on college draft. We'll have Steve Fezzik on Even Money, the betting podcast, Joe Dolan, Fantasy Feast. We'll probably go wide receivers this week from the rookie rankings. It was awesome to hear Joe's rookie rankings last week on the quarterbacks and the tight ends. Other than that, though, I'm ready. Let's talk to Matt Nagy. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. As promised, I am joined now by the head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy. And, Matt, it's funny. I was just talking to my wife last night. I said, you know, I'm going to I'm talk to Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, tomorrow. I, I feel like it was like 10 years ago. I was at Eagles training camp. And Matt was still playing arena ball and was like a volunteer Eagles training camp coach. And now you're going in your fourth year with the Bears. I'm sure I have the, the timeline messed up a little bit, but it wasn't that long ago, right? No, it wasn't. You're right on. It was, uh,
2: Ross, it was right around 2008, 2009 that uh, Brett Veach was the one that got me in with Coach Reed. And, and I was able to get in there as an intern. I was still playing arena league, like you said. And Veach and was like, hey, man, come come maybe help us out with an arm, maybe get into you know, maybe coach sees your arm and you become like a four string quarterback. And it didn't happen in 08, but in 09, then Kevin Cobb went down and coach signed me up uh, one day for practice. And then then they uh, they nixed the contract because they were going through stuff with the Arena League. But I I got to live a dream like you did. But mine was for uh, basically 24 hours. But what, what a great time.
0: You know, Two things that are amazing about that. So, by the way, my, my uncle went to Delaware on a full ride and, and started on Tubby's first national championship team, and my sister went there, and they offered me, and I almost went there for those reasons. But how about you and Veach just being buddies at Delaware, you know, whatever, you guys are in the dorm room or whatever, and now, you know, the GM, and he wins the Super Bowl in Kansas City. You're the head coach of the Chicago Bears. I, I mean, you guys didn't even dream that when you were in school, did you? Oh, man, you cannot make it up. And, and what it's just crazy
2: how life goes. And, you know, you being a, a P.A. football guy like myself and like Veach, I mean, we eat, leave, uh, eat and live and breathe everything about Pennsylvania football. And so we go to Delaware and Veach was always a quiet kid. But uh, once he got out of out of Delaware and started getting into the, the football world outside of college play, playing days, he gave me an opportunity, man, and that's what it's all about—is relationships and friendships. And here we are now, um, you know, however many years it is—almost 15 years later. He's a general manager of a Super Bowl-winning team, and I'm able to be a head coach of a founding franchise in the NFL. And uh, it's just it, that's how this thing goes, you know—trusting uh, people, believing in people—and it goes the whole way back to like you were saying when well, back in the high school and college days.
0: You know, uh, you mentioned how important. Football is to people from Pennsylvania. I think it's fine. I think it's like 25% of the head coaches of the NFL are from Pennsylvania, which is amazing. I try to explain to people, but I just don't think, you know, there's other states where high school football means a big, a, a lot. It's a big deal, but I can remember Matt. It was either my sophomore or junior year of high school. I had heard your name. And then I sat there and I don't know why, but your game against Berwick in the state semifinals was on TV and I watched it. You know, I'm a high school football player, I was into it. I think you guys are up like 17, nothing maybe at halftime. I don't mean to bring up a sore subject, but (laughs) that's the first time I saw you play. That's the first time, you know, I heard your name and knowing you a little bit. And knowing how much high school football means to people from the whole state and us in Eastern PA, I, I, I mean that game. I, I I can't even imagine, man. I mean, our, 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 we we lost in the district semifinals when our quarterback fumbled the snap in overtime. But how tough was that? And how much of a motivator was that for you in the rest of your football career? And really, still going.
2: No doubt about it. And it actually goes back to the previous year, which would have been the 1990, um, the 1994 fall season was my junior year. And we were undefeated and we played Berwick in the state semis at Hershey State, Hershey Park Stadium in front of about 20 to 25,000 fans. And I threw an interception at the end of the game. We were down 37 to 30 and inside the five yard line. And it just absolutely devastated me and crushed my soul that I threw that pick to, to lose the game. And, and so we lost that year and it motivated me and, and our teammates for the following year to the game that you're talking about. So we were undefeated again my senior year and playing Berwick yet again in the exact same game. They were, I think they were number uh, one in the country that year. And we were winning 17 to zero at halftime, like you said. And we ended up losing 18 to 17 in my last high school game and that's how unfortunately it ended and those two years for me ross was was at that point in time absolutely crushing and devastating now for me i was fortunate enough to get a scholarship and knew that my days of playing were ahead at delaware but so many other of my teammates were done never going to put those pads on again but that said and i teach my four boys this my sons you know you learn from that adversity And that fueled me when I got to Delaware to to continue to play for my teammates, for my family, for myself. And I've always used that experience now as as when you feel like you're at the bottom of the the world and you don't feel good about where things go. Use that as motivation to to take you to the top. And I've always used that. I use that story to this day. And it's funny that you remember those games.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh, man, because I knew they were ranked number one in the country. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Wow. Manheim Central's killing them. Like, this is unreal. And then they came out in the second half, and they had uh, – man, they just – those kids had a belief. You oh. know? And that really – you know, that really is – the more I do this, Matt, like, that's a big part of it. My, my high school program's really good, but it just seems like there are certain programs, certain teams, they don't think they're going to win. They know they're going to win. And that makes a big difference huge
2: huge 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 like you like you're saying I mean Berwick was such a powerhouse all those years just going back to Ron Palace and previous years before that and it was it was just a for us, I mean, we, we won so many games in, in the 90s and, and we were winning district titles and we were walking across the macadam from from the high school stadium to the grass field at, at Ritu Field in Mannheim. And we'd scrape our metal cleats across the, the macadam and get sparks at night when the other opponents were walking across and try to get in their head. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it knows, it, and it was awesome because we knew we were going to go out there and just dominate them. We knew it. But then you get to the states and to districts and states, and now you're playing teams that are just as good as you. And there was just something about that Berwick program. They, they really, they they were uh, the same way as us, but they they were winning. And uh, I give them a lot of credit. And to this day, I have family members that live in that area, and we still always talk
0: about those games. So uh, when you go back to the Manheim Central days in Pennsylvania and all that stuff, why is it? that you think it has such an impact and influence on the kind of person and coach you are now in Chicago?
2: I would say belief and confidence in each other. Um, you know how it goes, Ross. I mean, it's, it's just different there in, in, in PA in general, let alone Eastern PA. It's really good people that care a lot about each other. Um, they're, they're tough minded. They're mentally tough. Um, they're fighters We're blue collar and that's just how, how we roll. And I think what happens is, is, that support system never leaves you. From the day I was a junior in high school till right now as a 43-year-old going into my fourth-year head coach of the Chicago Bears. It's amazing when you have that support what, can, what you can get done. And I just think it's a credit to, to everybody in that state, to everybody in that Eastern PA area. Uh, you, you know it. You feel it. I feel it. Veach feels it. So many people uh, in that area, they just, we love football and we love people. And it's about treating people the right way. And when things aren't good, do you you change and turn into a different person or do you just be yourself and and know that good things happen to good people and uh, and live by that? And that's just simply what we do.
0: You know, it's funny you talk about the support and adversity. There's a perception, Matt, right or wrong. Uh, I think it's wrong, I've been on the record, but there's a perception going into your fourth year that perhaps you're on the hot seat going into this year. Do you do you feel that? Do you sense that? Do you care about that? How do you respond to that?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, because, you know, when you take this position, one of 32 positions in the NFL, like I did, it's never all peaches and cream and rosy. There's always going to be times where you hit some adversity and um, you get challenged and and people that not everybody's going to like you and people are going to disagree with things that you do and things that you say. Um, but I go back to the core of who I am and the people that have surrounded me and supported me from day one and just kind of like you and I were just talking about. And I rely on that. And, and and I I completely understand that in this business, there's a lot of people that have been in my situation. But now it's all about how do you handle it? You know, do you start placing blame? Do you start looking for different reasons as to why you're in this position or you just, you know, knuckle up and say, let's go, man. Let's stay positive. Let's stay together Let's fight through this thing together, meaning our city, our fans, our organization, our players, coaches. And, and that's what we're going to do. And so now here we are with a great opportunity in front of us to do this thing together. And and in the end, who knows which way it's going to go. But I know this. Uh, we're going to have fun doing it. And um, we're going to do everything we can to, to get this thing back on track and continue to win and, and get this uh, organization to the top.
0: You know, I feel like, Matt if I were in your shoes, I'd be like, what are we talking about here? We're 28 and 20 in my three years. We've been in the playoffs two out of the last three years. But ultimately, you feeling that way or saying that, it doesn't really have any impact on what happens this year. So it's kind of pointless. Yeah,
2: yeah, no doubt. I mean, here here, and every year is different. So, you know, you go back and, and that's my job as a leader of this team and this organization is to make sure that our players understand that listen every every season is different, so you look at some of these teams uh, a few years ago. Uh, you look at the 49ers and i and and I forget the other team it was where they were coaching the senior, or the uh, senior bowl, and the next year here they are in the super Bowl and so anything can happen um, but it's about building a culture of the right people and so um you know we we talk about last year we unfortunately lost six games in a row. With a bye snuck in the middle of that. That's seven weeks of oh. going through losing. That's brutal. That's brutal. But you know what I'm proud of of, of our, our players and our coaches is that the doors didn't shut, the doors stayed open in House Hall. We figured out how the heck we get this thing back on track. We won three out of four games, made it into the playoffs, and 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 did not win, which is what we got to do moving forward. So um I understand all of that, but at the same point in time, I gotta make sure that I lead these guys not just the players but the coaches and then going back to what you just said these guys got to believe and if they believe there's so much stuff that can get accomplished and that's where we're going that's where our mindset's going to be
0: so i've read some reports matt that you guys have been calling up to get try to draft Justin Field starting at 8 and 9 and obviously you really liked the kid you really wanted him what was that like in terms of you're making these calls, like how nervous were you when Carolina's picking at eight or Denver at nine? Cause obviously you really wanted them. What was that like?
2: Oh, it's awesome. And and I just, I'm like, I'm like a junkie with it. I just, I just, uh, when I'm in there listening to Joey Lane and Ryan Pace make all those calls and, and on the front end too, there's, there's calls that are made earlier in the week. And then there's calls that are made earlier that day. With the setup of, hey, listen, we're, remember now, if something goes down, we're on it. If, if your guy is there, if there's a pick that we like, right? And they give you the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. But then when you get in the heat of the moment and there's all these other teams and surprises within the draft that happen, now you got to be able to adjust on the fly and the bullets are coming and you got to make sure that we try to set every scenario up as possible that prior week and play every situation so that when it comes we're not making crazy decisions and that's where i think for us we felt really good by moving up to uh, you know with New York to get to that 11th pick to get the guy that we wanted and when it happens and when it's finally done and the giants said yes we'll do it it was just so cool in that room
0: so you know i'm not a quarterback guru you know that i played offensive line mm-hmm. Any negative or any criticism I ever heard about Fields related to the Indiana and Northwestern games last year? I don't know if he held on to the ball too long or whatever, right? What did you see in those games, Matt, that you think you can help him improve upon?
2: Yeah, well, those are the two games that everyone goes to and and discusses because you look at some of the different looks that they were giving him uh, in that offense, and and you see, you know, whether it's sacks or or uh, you know, interceptions or decision making. And and those those games happen. I you give credit to those those teams and those defenses for mixing things up. They gave a couple different blitzes and looks that that were um you know pretty good. And and I think at the same point in time, you still give Coach Ryan Day a lot of credit for being able to adjust to those and still come out with the wins. And um but that's going to happen. The way I look at it, Ross, is I say, okay, and I talked to Ryan Day about this is You know, how does he handle those situations when that goes on? What is he like on the bench in between series? What is he like um, talking to you coming off the field after a bad play or a sack? How was he after the game uh, when you won, but, you know, it didn't go real well offensively? And those are to me what's important because this thing is not going to be pretty every game in the NFL. There's going to be losses. There's going to be teams that are sacking you. There's going to be interceptions. But the great quarterbacks respond. They have that short mentality. Everybody that we talk to, including Coach Day, have said one of his greatest strengths, meaning Justin Fields, is that he puts that previous play in the rear of your mirror and he's able to move forward and make good plays happen. And that, to me, in this league, you better be able to respond to adversity and, and pull your team out of bad spots, and that's what we're looking forward to helping them with.
0: Last question, Matt. You know, I mentioned earlier that, you know – I had been uh, talking on my show here about the fact I think it's ridiculous that there's been the level of criticism that there has been about you, but there is that perception of the hot seat going into this year. So seeing some of the moves, whether it's Kyle Fuller or Charles Leno, and I guess you might move the young kid Tevin Jenkins over to left tackle, I guess the question is, are the Bears in win-now mode or are they in development mode or both?
2: No I would say both. Uh, we feel like right now with this roster that we've built over the last several years that we we really believe that right now we're in a great position to to go out and win a lot of games and win right now. With that said, we do have we are building somewhat of a younger roster now where, where we as a coaching staff have to be able to develop these players that we're drafting. So, there'll be a great plan for that. But we're so excited for the future and the 2021 season. Right now, you know, as we speak, this literally this morning, I'm putting together schedules of the off-season program and how that's going to work with all the new rules, getting into training camp and how that's going to be. But there's an excitement. There's a there's a, a really good vibe right now um, in our in our building, and um, you know, we are we know we're right there where we need to be, and we have a great mix of veteran leaders and young guys. And so, for me and our coaching staff. That's why we do this thing. And and it's just very important that our guys understand that. And uh, shoot, anything can happen. So we're ready to rock and roll.
0: Matt, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely, man. You know, you're the best. And anything I can do to help out, I'm here for
0: you. Really cool to talk with Matt Nagy. I, I, I love the story of when they were walking across the macadam in high school and they had metal spikes on. And they would they would make sparks fly to intimidate the other team. Like that's the stuff I love. I know everybody wants to hear me asking about fields or hot seat and all that stuff. To me, those those stories, you know, the devastating losses. Although that's kind of a bummer, but to hear the scraping sparks, that's amazing. You know what else is amazing? Being able to eat delicious, healthy food without having to take hours to do it. That's what HelloFresh is all about. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips. So you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. They have so many legit recipes. In fact, 25 plus recipes. My wife loves it. Loves it. Every recipe we've gotten so far from HelloFresh has been Legit, I think I told you they're so good. Uh, We have a nanny that helps us some days. She signed up for HelloFresh. All you need to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash 12Tucker and use the code 12Tucker for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Why would you not get 12 free meals? I don't get it. Go to HelloFresh.com 12Tucker Use code 12TUCKER for 12 free meals. All you need to know is HelloFresh.com. Tucker, 12, 12, Tucker, 12 free meals. You got it.
1: Tuck All right, Ross, good morning. Let's start with the Dolphins. They're making news. They cut special teams captain Bobby McClain, and they signed cornerback Jason McCourty.
0: So it's interesting uh, because I know Emery feels like part of the reason why they cut uh, Bobby McCain is because – they got a guy like Javon Holland in the second round out of Oregon and some of the other guys they got, they just, it was a cost-cutting measure. They were able to save some dough on the salary cap. There's a lot of that going around, you know? I mean, that's partially why I brought that up with Matt Nagy, cutting Kyle Fuller and Charles Leno. The interesting thing, though, is to do that and then sign cornerback Jason McCordy. it almost feels to me like the Dolphins feel good about where they are at safety, but wanted to make sure that they had a veteran leader presence on the back end. And who knows? Maybe Jason McCourty will get some time at safety like his brother Devin does in New England. Tuck Steaks.
1: Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles claimed running back Carry Johnson off waivers from the Lions. That's happened on the same day that Detroit made Frank Ragnow the highest paid center in the NFL. $13.5 million per year.
0: So I'm 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 kind of all about the Lions right now, dude. I love the way the Lions have decided we're going to make our offensive and defensive lines as good as we possibly can. And then figure out everything else after that. I mean, Decker at left, Sewell at right, tackle. Then Jonah Jackson had a pretty good year last year as a third-round pick rookie. You got Ragnow, one of the better centers in the NFL. We'll see who the right guard is. Maybe Crosby, maybe Stenberg, maybe Vitae. But they've got competition there. I just like it. And then defensively, you bring in McNeil on Wozarike, Michael Brockers, to go along with Flowers and Aquara, Lions are not messing around up front. Like, they they got dudes, they got depth, and they're going to try to beat you up, and I love them for it. You now, look, I don't think they're going to win a ton of games, but I think they're building it the right way. And as for On Johnson, I'm not really sure what happened there, Bri. You know, his rookie year, I thought he did a lot of good things. I thought he'd be the man – the last couple of years. Then they get DeAndre Swift and it just hasn't, hasn't happened for carry on jobs. I thought that was a good, good waiver wire pickup for the Eagles. He doesn't have any guaranteed money yet. He's left. I should say he's going into the fourth year of his contract. He's a great guy to bring the training camp to compete really with Boston Scott and Jordan Howard for a roster spot. Yeah, I think Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell, their fifth-round pick will both be on the team. Ducks takes.
1: Some other moves include the Broncos putting Jawan James on the NFI list, Matt Nagy's Bears signing wide receiver Demir Bird, and Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf holding his own at the U.S. Olympic Trials with a 10.36 100 meters.
0: I mean, Bri, he ran a 10.36 and got last place <laughs> in his heat. Those guys are so fast you know what's weird about it? I thought he would get off to a slow start compared to those guys and then be able to catch up because of his length and size. But he was actually even early, and then they kind of pulled away from him. Still incredible at 6'3", 235 pounds to do what he did. Most of those guys are between 175 and 200. So – That's a lot of weight to get moving that fast. That's scary. 235 pounds running a ten-three hundred. is scary. Yeah, the Bears got Bird, who actually had a pretty good year for the Patriots last year. He was like their leading receiver. It's interesting to me that the Patriots didn't seem to have much interest in bringing him back. And Jawan James Bry, being on the NFI list, that means that they can – Choose to not pay them if they they don't want to. I don't think they will. I don't really blame them. I also don't blame any of you. If you take advantage of this NFL schedule release free-to-play pool, $5,000 in total prizes up for grabs. That's on the regular DraftKings app, not the Sportsbook app. The regular DraftKings app. It's free-to-play, and you get $5,000 in prizes for answering those questions. Why not? Just make sure you use the code Ross when you're working with that app on your phone, the DraftKings app. Let's get you an email, Bri. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email address is ross at ross com. That's how you can get at me in any way, as the kids say. And if you take advantage of any of our sponsors ever, so what have I said today? Hello, Fresh and DraftKings? Take advantage of either one of those. Send me an email, Ross at Ross dot com. I guarantee to read and respond to it here on the show. And every week we pick out one of those winners. You get a signed picture or signed press pass or card, whatever you want from me. What do you got, Brian?
1: Hey, Ross, love the podcast. Don't know uh, how you can do it every day with all your other jobs and responsibilities, but thank you. Bunch of questions for you about the business side of your NFL career. So here we go. Uh, How did you manage your money while in the NFL? Did you use a professional money manager, any friends or family? Do you ever feel you were being swindled with any of the investments you made? And would you do anything differently with this if you could do it all over? And finally, what advice would you give current pro athletes about managing their money? Keep up the great work. That is from Amit Hajra.
0: Good question, Amit. So this is the cool thing. Like, we could do a whole episode on this. In fact, I could bring my financial advisor on the show. That's actually a good idea. I could bring my financial advisor on the show one time. His name's Kurt Schultz. He actually played 10 years in the NFL. Played for the Bills and played for the Lions. And in fact, when I was playing for the Bills, I won an internship. And somehow I got connected with Kurt at the Merrill Lynch office there in Buffalo. And I interned for him. And then in turn, obviously, I switched and had Kurt manage my money for a bunch of different reasons. But one of which is because he's intimately familiar with all the NFL benefits, the pension, 401k, severance, annuity, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how I manage my money. I had one group my first couple years through my agent. Then I switched to Kurt Schultz when I was in Buffalo. Uh, I do not feel like I was swindled with any investments. There are some alternative investments that I made that did not go particularly well. Uh, Although, in fairness, even the one that, the one hedge fund that didn't do well or had to freeze the assets for a while, the underlying assets were energy MLPs, and they've actually done quite well over time. So, um, I don't really I wouldn't say I I was swindled. No. Uh, Would I do anything differently if I could do it over? Um, And what advice would you give current pro athletes about managing their money? So, all good questions. I don't really know that. I mean, if I could do it all over again, I would invest in uh, Amazon. What else would I invest in, Brian? <laughs> if I could do it all over again, I'd invest in Amazon. What are the other ones I, I would have done? Well, all you do is just go back. If you say I want to
1: <laughs> look back uh, from one year, anything you bought last year would, would have done pretty well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, not really. Um, I'm 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 pretty conservative, so I did save most of my money from playing. I I don't I'm not a big materialistic guy. Materialism I I don't need really fancy things or clothes. You guys that watch me on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash Ross you know I just wear like a long sleeve T-shirt every day and shorts. I'm just not I've never been into that. I don't begrudge people that are. Into that lifestyle or into having fancy things, it's just not really what interests me. I will say this I don't I don't um, skimp really when it comes to beer or food like I'll never let that be the determining factor into whether or not I eat something or drink something like i I order whatever I want to eat or drink like prices notwithstanding, but I save my money, I don't really buy other things. Not really. Uh, my advice to current pro athletes, uh, would be don't give away power of attorney and make sure you really trust the person that you go with. Ask a lot of questions, have someone else look over what they're doing for you and review it yourself at least monthly. That would probably be be my advice. Good question. Uh, I mean, keep them coming. Ross at Rostucker.com. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanheadNYC.com. AFC East fans, make sure you listen to today's college draft podcast because we went over every single one of your team's selections, the entire division. I think you'll enjoy that. Looking forward to the Even Money podcast with Steve Fezik tomorrow. Other than that, I think we're done here. with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires twenty five times playthrough and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.